Hi, Honeymooners. Natasha and I are coming to a city near you. And we'd love you to come see us and support us doing live stand-up comedy. As for me, I'm going to be going to the Comedy Club on State in Madison this very weekend for five shows. I love that club. I'd love to see you there. I'll also be at the Troubadour for the Netflix is a Joke Festival on May the 12th. That's just one night, one show, just me. But Natasha and I are going to be doing a live Endless Honeymoon podcast taping for the Netflix is a Joke Festival on the 4th of May. Then I'm going to the Punchline in Philadelphia. That's in July. Would love to see you there. I'm going to be going to the Punchline in Sacramento in August. And I'll be going to the DC Improv uh, the weekend before the election, before we figure out what hell we hath wrought. Come see me at any of those dates. Oh, yeah, one more. I'll be at the Bell House in New York on July the 11th. I'd love to see you there, New York City. Natasha, you got anything? Why don't you come see me in Brea? If you live in Orange County, I think that's Orange County. I don't even know, but come to Brea. I'll be there in April. I'll also be at the Chicago Improv in April. And if you can't see me in Chicago, why don't you come to Tempe in May? Tempe, Arizona. I'll also be in Boston, but that's not till October. I think I might take the summer off. Go to NatashaLegero.com. Or MosheCasher.com. And get some tickets. To see the both of us. And also make sure that you come to our Patreon-supported Dinner party this Sunday. That is on St. Patrick's Day. What else are you doing? It is a dumb holiday. I'm sorry. If you are not yet a member of the tier that gets you into the dinner parties, go ahead and upgrade. Upgrade that. You could downgrade afterwards. I mean, we don't have real rules. Order your corned beef and cabbage from the local pub. DoorDash that shit to your house. Yep. Log on. 6 p.m. Come mess with us. It's a really great way. To connect to the community of the Endless Honeymoon Podcast and also to connect to your lovely hosts. Welcome to the Endless Honeymoon Podcast, folks. It's Burn Voyage from Chaboy, and that's me. I'm off. Honey, I'm okay with Burn Voyage, but not the other one. Not Chaboy? Don't do that. The thing is about you, Natasha. Well, first of all, let's. I'm very anti bro in my heart. Do you think Chaboy is a bro? Yeah, yeah Chaboy, Chaboy <laughs> is a bro. Chaboy, they should call it Chabro. Actually, I'm going to open up a yogurt company and call it Chabro. Chabro yogurt? <laughs> what do you think? That sounds good. It comes with real nut. We nut in every box. <laughs> okay, Mosh. Natasha, great if idea. You, if you, let me ask you this. Yes. Would, could I give you a hundred and fifty million dollars to essentially make out with a bro for four hours? How much? Hundred fifty mil, and you got to like really like make out with him and stuff and rub his abs. You know, and, and then afterwards... For he's four hours? Four hours straight. Of course. What about four days? And you can't leave the bedroom. for no. Even for bathroom that seems breaks. That seems traumatic. You, you pee on the bed. And he does too. <laughs> Maybe for a billion, because that would be a good story. I am excited about going to Burning Man. It's just going to be uh, me and my brother and his girlfriend... And my old friends from the from the old burn should be a lot of a lot of fun. Oh, and I've got really cool news. Hmm. You know how you've been a little stressed out lately about um, child care and raising our kid and stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna bring her. <laughs> you didn't even arrange it. Yeah, I'm You're just, just gonna, gonna bring pack her. her up tomorrow. Last minute. Okay. She gets in free, and so I'm just gonna take her. <laughs> I'm gonna say burn voyage to you, and just pack up little Jezebella. That's her name. We finally decided to reveal it. Her name's Jezebella. And um, 
No, her name's Jezebella Esmeralda. Imelda Marcos. Quinine the third. So it's Jezebella Esmeralda Imelda Marcos Quinine the third. She's named after the malarial drug that's in um, tonic water because I love tonic water and and I'm going to be drinking a lot of it. But uh, instead of collecting shoes, she collects plastic bits of toys that have pieces, like 30 pieces. That, that is true. She's, our child feels like she thinks she's in a scavenger hunt, but no one has explained the rules to anyone. <laughs> so she's just like, look what I found. And it's like a, tr- a big pile of trash. <laughs> and you're supposed to be like, oh, I love that. that. We have a new strategy, by the way, which is we don't say I love that. Have we talked about this yet? We say, oh, you worked so hard on that. Yeah. That's how I feel sometimes when I see you do stand-up. I go, oh, you worked so hard on that. Wow. You worked really hard on that bit. No, we did a show recently together uh, for the first time in a while at the world-famous comedy store. It felt like we were young again. Our, our child, Esmeralda, or Jezebella, spent the night out at the nanny's house. She had her first sleepover. And we went and we did midnight spots at the comedy store in the belly room. And then we went out for Thai food afterwards. Anyway, you were on stage and you were... I, it I was would, nice to connect in that way. It was really nice. And I, uh, can I give you a review of your set? <laughs> I would love that. It was straight up slamming. You saw my set? I watched your set and I got to say, it was fucking... It was fire. Wait, did you really? Of course I did. Oh, that was nice of you. Did you watch my set? What is that? That now? Leslie Jones was uh was there. Uh, she went on before me. Known Leslie for ten years, <laughs> and and she introduced me after the person playing the piano played the piano and said, "Oh, Moshe Kasher is next." She introduced me and said, "Ladies and gentlemen, Moshir." <laughs> Not even. It's honestly a better name. You could one name it. Mo- Moshir? Moshir. You should change it, honey. That's an Egyptian comedian. That's Moshir. not me. Moshir. But no last name. No last name. Didn't attempt the last name. Um, but you know what? I had a great set anyway. Even though I was Moshir, I turned I turned it into gold, had a great set, came upstairs to the belly room, another great set. Honestly, I'm a comedic threat. Moshe was roasting me for not knowing the internet. What? What do you mean I was roasting you for not knowing? First of all, just the way you phrase it. <laughs> Not knowing the internet? No, you're like always mad at me because I don't get TikTok humor. Well, I have, I haven't followed. And you're like, oh, look at this. And it's just not funny to me. Well, there's a certain level of internet humor that Natasha at her age has, is just not, she doesn't see the humor in it. No, it's not that. It's that it's, I don't want to fill my head with things of that low of quality. Like I would rather like absorb like art and and like higher level things. You're allowed to do both. I feel like I agree, but I do feel that you have to you know actively if you want to like quality, you kind of have to actively seek it out. What's the most quality thing you've seen recently of late? Oh, I saw that movie Gloria by John Cassavetes. Oh my god! And- yeah, I saw that broken up in on TikTok. <laughs> there's a whole there's a whole TikTok account. It's awesome. It's called. Uh, Cassavetti's bites and you just see every bit of John Cassavetti's body of work in TikTok bites of it's like awesome. other people like 12 it's year olds these un- awesome, doing it in an empty mansion yes all these awesome young influencers with like Disney good looks and perfect teeth doing John Cassavetti's movies you know I once went to a Carrot Top show and the opener yeah. was a video of 
various people and animal, mostly people getting punched in the balls. I got to be honest. And that was 45 minutes op- opener and it was killing. It was and 45 minutes long? It was like a very, it was like the video that's playing in the background as you wander in. So and, whenever the house opens, that uh, video is playing. And then Carrot Top comes out and it's just him? And it's just Carrot Top. That's actually brilliant of Carrot Top because he doesn't want to go up cold, but Vegas you know, doesn't really allow for an opener in that way because it'll, you know, traditionally in stand-up you get an opener because you don't want to be the first person getting the laughs. But then if you're in a more of a theater show, it's a little bit like, why is there another performer here? I love this. Punched in the nuts. So that's Punched in the, you know what I say, my, my chabros say? <laughs> we say punched in the nards. Well, anyway. A nut shot, we call TikTok, it. Watching TikTok reminds me of that video when you just look at people getting punched in the nuts. In and the some, what? In the nuts? In, in the, the nards? nards? Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, it just kind of reminds me of that sometimes. I'm not on TikTok. I just have I have a few accounts on Instagram that I follow that show me the worst parts of TikTok. Mm. I like I like um, I like I would call it deep cringe. You're watching it for cringe, like you're watching it because it's bad. The account I follow actually is called Cringe Moist, <laughs> and it's uh, it's it's all the cringiest things that they have found. And I and I'm going to be honest with you. A lot of your stand-up is on there. <laughs> oh, are there stand-ups on there? No, no, no. It's all it's all people. Define cringe. It's mostly people. It's hard to define, but it's most it's cringe is stuff that you watch and it makes you cringe. It's like, oh my god, this is so cheesy. I can't even look at it. But it's mostly people that are like doing this internet thing. You know, there's this specific kind of like internet thirsty internet loser. You know, who doesn't actually have talent, but has like bizarre uncanny valley good looks you're that's the genre that you're into uh, that's just right now what i'm looking at i also follow hood clips very different but also quite funny different vibe though hood clips hood clips and cringe moist that's where i'm at right now john cassavetes is where you're at i'm at hood clips and cringe moist so we're just in a different zone all right well uh on that note maybe we could give our uh expertise to some calls before we do that though i want to know are you what are you going to do while i'm away are you nervous that i'm going to stray are you feeling any type of way you know as i go to um to my roots back to the rave back to the the burn where i'm gonna say welcome home to a bunch of people i'm gonna hug my people on playa you know i'm I'm not gonna gonna heat up some ramen heat up some ramen take a dump in a porto i got my own porto that i bring i bring a porto porto so Mm -hmm. i don't i don't mess with the uh COVID hotboxing that's going to be going down. I got my own toilet situation. But tell me, I mean, do you have any feelings about me leaving? Are you excited? Are you nervous? Um, I just want you to be safe because I love you and I want you to come back. I'll come back. I'll come back a changed man, though. Why? You better. Be- I'm just going to be the playa will change me, brother. Well, I'm excited for you. And you should take that time off after Burning Man as well. Remember you said it's good for you to go away somewhere. And then I think after that you should... Take another. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, you but, really you want me to leave? <laughs> no, I'm 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 excited for you to have a, an adventure. An adventure. I'm excited to have one. I can't I I can't wait. But you know what I wish? Hmm. I wish my family was coming with me. I bet you do. I really do. I'm sure you do. I, I wouldn't w- want to go there without my family. Cousin David, cousin Faggy, cousin Hindi. I wish my family was coming with me. Not your daughter. I would love it if you guys came, but I won't put you through that. Yeah, why bother? There's there's many great places for a toddler to have an experience that aren't Burning Man, that aren't like drug fueled, that aren't like age inappropriate. Mm-hmm. Even though there's kid camps, like there's like you could take her camping. You can do like so many cool things. Yeah, 
Yeah, or I could do that. You take her to, you know, a shorter term thing where you are close to a local hospital. <laughs> <laughs> All you right. You know, where you're not like uh, three days away from help. Well, Natasha, I'm going to be thinking about you the whole time. I'm going to try and drop you a FaceTime from time to time, maybe even a pin. Oh, there's bad service there. I forgot about that. Because I remember when we first started dating, you would go to Burning Man and then I wouldn't hear from you for like five days. And I was like, oh, I guess, guess well, we're breaking up. You would think that? Well, you were just like very far. Like, yeah, you didn't check in. Really, I would come home, my cock covered in dust, and I'd be like, "I'm back, babe, ready for you." Let me just shower up real quick, and then we can have some chabro yogurt together. Chabrogurt. That's what it's called. Chabrogurt. Okay. Well, burn voyage, everyone. I'll be a different man next time you see me. And in the meantime, Natasha, let's take a call. Hey, Tosh. Yeah, Mosh. You know that I love single-use plastic, right? Oh, my God. I'm trying to... Every time you go to a hotel, they give you like 9 million plastic water bottles. It's insane. I've been thinking about it more and more when I throw a single-use plastic away, how horrifying it is for the environment. And you know who else has been thinking about that? Hmm. The people at Blue Land. Did you know that an estimated 5 billion plastic hand soap and cleaning bottles are thrown away each year? And if that's not bad enough, most cleaning formulas are 90% water, which is heavy to ship leading to excessive carbon emissions. Plus, those products are often filled with nasty ingredients like chlorine and ammonia, and that's a lose-lose situation for you and the planet. So, Blue Land, these guys had a brilliant idea. What if you stopped using the single-use plastics? They ship you a bottle. They ship you the compounds that you need to mix with water in order to make cleaning solutions or just a bunch of tablets that you can use for your uh, laundry detergent, and you just make them again and again and again in these really sharp bottles. And I recommend them. We use them. We wash our clothes with the tablets. We clean our floors with the cleaning solutions. They're really awesome. The dishwasher tablets aren't like those weird, stupid gel pods that your kids try to eat. (laughs) Exactly. Refill started just $2 and you don't have to buy a new plastic bottle every time you run out. So that's awesome. We would like you to try their Clean Essentials Kit, which has everything you need to get started. Blue Land products come in refreshing signature scents like Iris Agave. Which one did you like? Um, I like the eucalyptus mint. There's a fresh lemon, and for a limited time, their hand soap is getting a summer upgrade with three refreshing new scents, like strawberry rhubarb, like citrus patchouli, and like coconut palm. Which one are you? I'm a coconut palm. I'd say I'm a coconut palm as well, but you know what? I go to Burning Man, so I gotta be a little bit citrus patchouli as well. (laughs) Right now, you can get 15% off your first order when you go to blueland.com slash honeymoon. That's 15% off your first order of any Blue Land products at blueland.com slash honeymoon. blueland.com slash honeymoon. Now we're gonna call Garrett in Virginia. Garrett's a good name, isn't it? Ooh, there should be a comedian in Virginia called Garrett Top. <laughs> Wouldn't that be cool? He's like a Carrot Top. Um, Moshe, you just got it. You're really funny. Well, thanks. Garrett, I have a question for you. <laughs> Garrett? We're still connecting. Garrett. Garrett? Garrett. <laughs> Don't say it, honey. Don't I'm going to say it. Garrett, I have a question for you. Um, what, do you do, what do you do for work? I work for a hospital. Okay. Are you interested in leaving... The medical field, because I know it's been a rough couple of years for you guys. For what exactly? I've got a pitch. I'm so glad you asked. Okay. okay. I have a pitch for you. I want you to op- open up a theater in Virginia. Okay. Got it. A-, a comedy theater. And you do prop comedy in an orange wig and you call okay. it Garrett Top. Oh, that's that's tempting. Yeah. 
I can imagine it would be tempting. When you hear gold like that, when you hear an idea that's pure gold, you Who writes his act? He's, he can't he, just open up the he theater. Does, he does Carrot Top's act. The, the twist is that his name is Garrett. And that sounds like carrot. He, t- he does all Garrett, Garrett top. See, yes. I already have him confused. He does all the prop work, all the bespoke yes. props. He gets them deli- like ordered in. He goes like- to Vegas with a prop master. It was a good show, by the way. I'm sure Carrot Top's a master. He goes to pro to Car- to Vegas with a prop master. They watch the show, and then the prop master makes similar props, but they're all Virginia themed. Okay, so it's all about like. Um, early settlers in the Americas and, and proximity to Washington D.C. and stuff like that, and that's your that's your future. That's the rest of your life. Okay, sure, great. Okay. All right, well, thanks for calling in. Wait, I'm, hold on. Let's hear what he has to say. Too. Okay, fine. Um. So, I uh, grew up super religious. My my parents. My dad is a pastor. My mom also like really religious, grew up in the Midwest, all that stuff. And I recently moved away from my parents, uh, away from where my my parents live. My wife and I moved, relocated out here to Virginia. And for the past like several months, year or so, my parents kept saying like, um, when you move, when your wife takes this job and stuff and you move to a new area, just make sure you find a good church family and like, um, it's really important that you find a good church family and a, and a good church to go to and all this stuff. And I haven't gone to a religious service in like, like since pre-pandemic, basically. Um, I just for a variety of reasons that is too long to get into. I just kind of have distanced myself from the church. And so I'm just kind of, uh, I always just kind of tiptoe around it and just kind of tell them what they want to hear. Like, yeah, yeah, sure. And I don't know how to how to bring this up with them that I'm just really not interested in attending religious services anymore. Um, Damn it! Because because my advice would be to just keep lying to them <laughs> and just well, be like, okay, okay, mom, love you. Yeah, yeah, we yes, we have our church. Well, we we've been and if they push you to do more, oh yeah, it'd be kind of fun because I know you're a creative type because you were going to open up the Garrett Top thing. <laughs> It'd be kind of a yeah. fun game for you every week to call and just be like, you guys, Pastor Greg, this week had a sermon on <laughs> no, grace. No, I'm not saying Pastor that. Greg you just kind ta- of like... He talked about grace and the way that Pastor Greg talks about grace, it's it, it, it's such a... You could just kind of every week have a new topic. <gasps> I just realized that's the, that's why Jews got off easy. They only have... They can be considered pretty religious Jewish if they go to if they go to temple four times a year. <laughs> it is true. They're, they're, <laughs> Whereas like uh, Christians want you every week to like have a church because we have a synagogue, right. but sure. we only have to go four times a year. Um, so I mean, of course, that's I'm, I'm oversimplifying it, but you know, I'm just yeah. saying. What it, so what's the dilemma, Garrett? You want to tell your so, parents? Well, yeah, I mean, I, I said like, before we moved out here, I was like, I could just tell him like, just look up like whatever, Google whatever the closest church is and be like, yeah, I've been going to this church. It's great. But uh, uh, my wife is like, you know, you shouldn't have to like lie to your parents about this stuff. I'm like, that's true. But I don't know how to like, let them know that that's not something I want to do anymore because it's like their identity is so wrapped up in their faith and they brought me and my brother up that way that like, it's not like, it's not like saying, you know, 
uh, I'm gluten free now, or I don't eat dairy or something like saying I don't go to church. is like not acceptable to them because they're so like, there's so many levels to, to people, yeah. you know, like how, how, how religious are they? Because like, I feel like if it were my kid, I would want her to grow up and be the religion that she connected with. Honey, I'm not getting that vibe from Garrett's parents. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> but I'm just saying then to, how important is it that he really connects with that? Seems pretty important. Let me, mm. let me yeah. ask, are, are you, yeah, like, you guys are close. So, yeah. Yeah. And I have a great relationship with my parents and, and, and they're great parents. I love them. We're, we're close and everything. And for the last, like, uh, since the pandemic started, I, I did, um, still attend like, or, or like view a religious service, um, online for a church that I had been going to, but then after a while, I just kind of lost interest in it. And I kind of realized that it was, I was really just kind of, I liked seeing people there. Like I had friends in the church that I was close with, but I wasn't like interested in like the worship aspect. I don't like sitting through a sermon. Like the stuff that makes church church is just kind of, I eventually just realized like, I don't want to do this anymore. But my parents are like, uh, you know, that's like everything to them because they're oh. like, you have to go to church. My God, I have your answer. Oh, Natasha, okay. I can't wait to hear it. It comes straight from the Vatican. Yeah. Well, when I went to the uh, Vatican to tell them I was converting with Moshe, I was like, I'm just going to tell them because I have all this Catholic guilt. And he was like, you know, I, t I told him I said, I'm converting to Judaism. He's like, well, what can you do? And I was like, um, he and oh, and then he goes, could you just go once a year? could you just do midnight mass on Christmas? And I was like, I, I actually don't think I can because I don't really have people in my life who do that, but I probably would, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think that if you could say something like that to your family and let them know that, you know, you're open to still like giving to the charitable foundation of it, if you are, you know, like paying for the fees of a church, but, you know, for you spiritually, you know, you want them to understand it doesn't speak to you, but you are willing to accompany them maybe to this special what, fill in the blank. You're saying he should offer to go with his parents once, once a, a year, year to church. That's what well, I mean. That's what the Pope said. I mean, he, that well, wasn't I, the Pope that you met with, <laughs> Natasha. You don't just sit down with the Pope to tell him you're converting you know, to Judaism. I'm just saying that's the, that's what the papal. Uh, one of industry. his goons. One of his goons. <laughs> That's what, that's what well, I actually, I went to, uh, last year, uh, the, the last service, like right before Christmas, I went to, uh, my dad's church where he preaches at and my parents like made a big deal of it. They were like, my mom, like hugged me a bunch and was like, this is all I wanted for Christmas. I'm oh, so buddy. glad you're here and all this stuff. And it just like put a lot of pressure on me. And then right before I moved my parents each individually, like when I saw them for the last time before moving, they were like in tears, literally like telling me like, please, please find a good church when you get out there. All right. It's so important. All right, Garrett. Okay. Let me, let me jump My in. My advice is to flip <laughs> sure. it because they're so fervent. Well, let me jump in. And here. I don't yes. have experience with that. I'm curious. Are you a believing Christian still? I mean, I'm kind of more like, I, I'm not atheist. So, uh, I, I'm more, not there's anything wrong with that. I'd say I'm probably more, more agnostic, like I believe in something, but I just don't. Um, there's just like a lot of reasons that I kind of distanced myself from the church in the last few years, especially. I just didn't like a lot of things that were going on 
in general. And, uh, and as I got away from it, like the pandemic kind of opened my eyes and made me realize like I was really just kind of going to church because I had friends there and I liked the social aspect of it, but I wasn't interested in like the worship aspect of it. So you're, you're, and by the way, say that exact thing to your parents. Well, I can tell them that. So you've moved away from being a believing Christian once you had a little t- time to interrogate whether or not it was honest, an honest belief system for you. You've come uh-huh. to realize that that's not really an, uh, fully, at this point in your life, not an honest belief system for you. Which, by the way, is very positive because right. it means you are a searching person and you are searching and soul searching. You're not just willing to do it by rote, which is another important thing to say to your family. Go on. But now what you're dealing with is the fact that as a 35, 30-year-old, how old are you? 33. 33-year-old married man. Good guess. You're not sure if you're allowed to tell your parents uh, what's <laughs> true about you. Because they have laid such a trip on you that you are you are willing to engage in a, I would say, rather non-Christian um, dance of pretending that you still have a relationship with, with the church, rather than just tell them that that's not for me. Now, I understand... I understand that it's a that it's a hardcore game in Christianity. Yeah. In fact, my grandfather, my stepfather's father, they have family that's so Christian that when he was dying, they came to his. He was not a Christian, right? I mean, this guy was not. He was eighty five years old or whatever. They came to his bedside and were like, "Just say you're Chris. Just, just, just be Christian now." He was like about to die. He's like, oh, oh, oh. and they were like, "Just be Christian real quick." And he's like okay, uh, I'm Christian. And they were all like, oh, thank God. And just so that they could, he could not go to hell. Do you think that's what it's about? They're worried that you'll like go to hell if you, if oh, you. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. No, really? I mean, I, I, that's, yeah, no, yeah. They're, they're very like fundamentalist, like evangelical. They're like, I, I, that's why I think it's such a hard conversation because they're not going to be like, Oh no, yeah, that's fine. Just figure out whatever you want to do. It's like it'll be every say, conversation from now on will be about that. Because yeah, because like they'll yeah, if I said like, oh, I'm not interested in going to church anymore, that's equivalent to me saying like, I'm cool with going to hell and being separated <laughs> from you guys for eternity when we pass away. Right. I, literally, I mean that that's 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 the mindset we're dealing with. But here. you, but it's important to note you don't share that mindset. Correct. You do not believe that you will be separated from your family in the <laughs> afterlife. Obviously because not. Because of the life choices you're made. Well, some people That's amazing. The pandemic made people like But some people non-believers. <laughs> but some people some people are still stuck in 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 a limbo where they still believe in the this heaven hell dichotomy, uh believe in Christ win win prizes when you die. But they, mm-hmm. but they can't bring themselves to go to church, or, and so they're just like, I guess I'm going to hell. That's good for you that you don't. Uh, I'm not saying it's good to not be Christian. I'm saying it's good to not be both not a faithful Christian, but also think that you're damning yourself to hell. That's a very bad spiritual place to be. Right. Right. Yeah. And I. And I. Uh, yeah. I don't have a problem with like my parents doing it. That's that's fine. That's their thing. And. Uh, I'm not opposed to uh, kind of like Natasha said, going every once in a while, like when we visit them or whatever. But right. I mean, like I was brought up, like we even went to when we would go on like family vacations to wherever 
pre-internet, pre-Google and stuff, my parents would like get in the yellow pages and find a Christian church for us to go to on Sunday. Now, wait, I have a like, question, Garrett. Mm. It, now, yeah. um, I mean, I definitely have your answer for you, uh, but I, but I'm gonna hold withhold it. Now, I have a question. The, your parents don't believe in the kind of Christianity where a person's like, oh, I don't go to church, but I'm a believer. Yeah, not really. No, but really, can't. Yeah, isn't they, the whole Christian thing about like? Oh, even though I'm sinful, I give my faith over to Jesus and he forgives me and then I go to heaven or whatever. Uh, well, that's <laughs> there's not their like thing. a lot of there's like a lot of scriptural stuff my dad would ref- would reference about like uh, community and like the, the, the body of Christ is the church and all this stuff. Okay. And like, yeah, they're really not down with the like, Got it. I have a question. Like you, the way you talk about your parents, that kind of belief system seems so inflexible to me that it's hard for me to imagine it doesn't bleed into other areas. And if I had that big of a gulf between me and a parent, I would just probably lie and pacify them. But for the rest of your I mean, life, that is an option. Well, that is actually kind of, and no offense, Natasha, it does actually feel like your angle would be to, it's very, uh, Natasha and I think are in a, in a pretty in, um, direct dichotomy here with this kind of thing, because I feel like that would be your answer. If there was something this rigid and hardcore and overarching in every interaction you'll ever have, your answer probably would be to pretend and to continue to make, to spin the, the plate of a lie. My answer would be to have a conflict. And neither of those are particularly good, I think, answers, right? You don't want to, I, I, you don't want to go to your family and have a fight every time you see them from now on. And you also right. don't want to engage, as your wife said, in some kind of theater performance where you're like, "Oh yeah." Wait, you have a yeah. wife? Yeah, yeah, he's got a wife. Yeah, so yeah. what does she think about it? What are her? Sorry what to is, disappoint. No, yeah. no, but but Garrett, like, don't worry about it. Garrett top cheats. <laughs> Garrett doesn't, but Ga- Garrett no, top. but like real talk, it is time to like have your own life, right? I, like you have a wife, you guys I, have your own family, you're establishing your own belief systems. What does she think? Is she from this kind of background? Because you she, can also blame it on her. Oh, that would be a great, great, great she, call. She was also brought up like in the church and stuff, but her parents are a lot more chill about it. They're just kind of like, um, you know, whatever, like, if you want to go to church, go for it. Like, it makes them feel better going to church, but they, they've never, they've okay. never pushed it on us. Your parents, they're like dogs. They need to be like hit. <laughs> they need to be like controlled, you know, like they need a little whack. And so you just need to be like, hey, listen, subtext back off. You know, we're doing our own thing. Start setting this now because soon you're going to have a baby and they're going to be dramatic and they're going to be talking to your baby about Jesus Christ. And like, you know, it's like you got to like put the brakes on them a little bit. And I think that just you're you're feeling enough that you have to call a podcast up to talk about this. (laughs) I feel like you need to have some talk with your family, even if it's a little like toe in the water, you know, like we're establishing our own thing and it's really important to us. And I'd appreciate if you didn't talk about blank or push us into that or whatever is the thing that's the most annoying. Keep reminding us that we're, you know, I like what you're saying, Garrett. I have a question based on what Natasha's saying. What if, because I've been thinking of it in very dichotomous terms too, and I use words like dichotomous because I'm an incredibly brilliant Jewish person. Um, Now, what if you, I I keep thinking of it as either you tell your parents, you know, I am not in the church anymore, or you lie to your parents and pretend you are. What if you began a dialogue, maybe this would go over better, if you, based on what Natasha's saying, you begin a dialogue where you, you have a master strategy, 
right? Where you're not going to lower the boom because that is what's going to happen. Uh, what's that mean? He's not going to just call his parents and say, I don't go to church anymore. That's who I am. I've grown up now. Deal with it. Right. And I understand, like, to be honest, that's the more mature choice, Garrett. The, the grown up choice is to be your own man, which is what this is about. This is like, you have your own life. We're telling you to be a little bit of a pussy, but kind of stick up for yourself. Yeah, I'm saying uh, <laughs> keep keep a little bit of cucking for Christ, but don't <laughs> but don't go all the way. Like the real, the, the right answer here, in a way, is to say, I'm a 33-year-old man. I'm married. I'm not living for my parents anymore. Mom, dad, your relationship with God is your own relationship. I've got mine. Just I'm not doing church anymore, and that's who I am, and that's the truth. But what you're, but that kind of atomic option might cause either A, a gigantic rift in your relationship with your parents that you're not willing to have, or B, a horrible new chapter in your relationship where every time you ever talk to them, mm-hmm. they're going to be harping on Christ and hell and hellfire and church. What Natasha, I think, is suggesting is you have a long strategy where you get them used to the idea that you ain't you ain't christ's garrett anymore you're 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 a new man so you start off with something you know the it's next, gonna feel like a slap in the face to them right so you gotta you gotta do rather it. than the slap you do a slow you do a slow slap where you start right. off with an email or a, or a call next time you call you go you know the truth is we're just we're not going to church quite as much as we used to. We're just we're, we're, we're it's a little different here in Virginia and 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 that, so that's kind of what we're doing. But you know, still still got a relationship. And then the next time you say, "Oh yeah, we haven't been to church in a while," and then the next time you say, "Oh, we'd love to come to church with you," you basically slow play the reveal. You I don't to, know. I don't know about this. You think a conflict is what's in order? I mean, what you're suggesting is that he has to have like like. 18 conversations i'm suggesting what he could accomplish in maybe one but the one of like just kind of like hurting their feelings a little bit but kind of he seems pretty much like he knows what's up but what i'm seeing if they can take it i'm saying if they can't take it then lie i'm saying what do you mean it's too late (laughs) once you once you tell the truth be like you know yeah yeah. oh he's gonna say oh i don't go to church anymore maybe they're delusional oh i don't go to church anymore they're like carrot you're gonna go to hell it goes oh you know what i am going to church i'm sorry i'm back in church here's the thing if someone told me that they really thought i was going to hell because I didn't believe in their God, I would it's insulting. feel like I did not share reality with them. So when I don't share reality with someone, I don't have respect of like but it's the truth parents. as much. It's his parents. He doesn't have that option. He can't be like, bye. I mean, you could. That is an option. Well, that they're some people thinking have taken. ill of him and they don't want him to have his own life. You know what the truth is, Garrett? That doesn't Garrett? seem positive. You know what the truth is, Garrett? The What's truth, that? the truth is the is the word of God, and it's in the Bible. No, the okay. truth is you Problem don't solved. you don't for sure know what your parents' reaction would be if That's you true. if you told them. You know, the truth is I am not going to church, I, I and I feel bad because I've been lying to you about it. Try to be like super real. I, I and it's just not speaking to me right now. Maybe I'll go back. I'm not I'm not an atheist. I'm still have a relationship with God. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe a little a little judge for them but i'm just not doing church right now and i would appreciate it if if we just could accept that about me and not have a Ooh, make it a big thing that's good because then you don't have nine more conversations about it you do actually yeah. garrett you definitely <laughs> do well but i'm just saying just be a little just go out of your comfort zone anyway i told you i had the answer for you garrett and i haven't given it to you yet. yeah tell yeah. tell them you're gay <laughs> just tell them you're gay 
Do they believe gay people are going to go to hell? Of course. Come on, Natasha. I mean, I've never had that conversation straight up with them, but I, I mean, I can't imagine that their answer would be anything. Different. Oh, this could actually be cool, Garrett. Okay, this is great. You tell them you're gay, but that you're living a lie with your wife because you don't want to live a life of sin. And maybe they'll be like, you know what? Maybe just being married is as good as we'll get from Garrett. Maybe this will be good. I, what do you think would happen? I'm back to being sincere. I know sometimes it can be difficult. Uh What do you think would happen if you told them what I just told you? Mom, dad, I love you. And you know, and I even love God. I love the church. I think no ill of it. But the truth is, it's not speaking to me right now. I'm not, I'm not, you always say, find a church, but I have to be honest with you. I don't, I'm not looking for a church right now. I'm, I'm doing my own thing. I've got my own relationship with God and that's what I'm and doing. And I'm starting my own family and we hope to find our way, but we, we're just not sure right now. And we love you and we'd love to come to church with you on Christmas, but yeah. I would love- Add that, add that. She's going to like, she's going to be counting down the days. I would love it if you, if we just didn't uh, make my faith a topic of conversation mm. in uh, between us all the time. What? How do you think they would react? I think- I mean, they wouldn't disown me. They wouldn't just be like, we're done talking to you or like you're a lost cause or whatever. I think they would be very devastated that I wasn't making any effort to to uh, like find a church and a church family and all this stuff that they want me to do. But I mean, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I've never had a conversation like that they're like that and that serious with my parents before just because I'm non-confrontational and mm. and we've usually gotten along but I think they would be a mixture of very uh sad and uh worried about me I but also yeah like I, I they wouldn't like cut ties with me or like it wouldn't it would like permanently like blow up our relationship I've got your uh, answer I I now have figured it out I have figured you out okay. psychologically Garrett he doesn't want to be confrontational, and I no, get it. But it's, it's hard. I don't want to either. It's deeper than that, and it is about a lack of confrontation. But it's deeper than that, and, it, and it's 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 actually, I would say, a little bit sadder than that. Which is, you're afraid that you will devastate your parents if you let them know who you really are. But yeah. But those are your parents, and you love them, and you are a man, a married man who is 33 and has your own life, and it is, I believe, time for you to allow yourself the courage and respect your the love you have for your parents enough to tell to share with them who you really are. I mean this isn't Christian yeah. either. It is like pretending. So That's I think true. I think Garrett that you deserve your parents deserve and you deserve not a confrontation but a a a, a confession if you will. This is me. This is who I really am. I love you and I and and I I want you to know me. And I think you should, I 100% feel that you should do it. Either that or convert to Islam. Okay. Well, yeah, that's a good option too, I suppose. They would definitely feel like they couldn't break through to you if that happened. (laughs) I just think, you know what? Maybe it could make your relationship better with them. Well, the fact that you say they won't disown you makes me think they're not um, mentally ill. They just you need know? to be like, no, no, no. submit. You, you yeah. need to dominate them a little bit in, in terms of this. I, I, think. I think, I don't think dominate. I think you need to open yourself up and let them know who you really are. That's Be- true, yes. And and the times that you do pray, you should pray that they have a more open mind. And you should pray that you have the courage, pray that you have the courage to show your parents who who you are because you, the truth is they they aren't in charge of you anymore. You're you're the the ties are cut. You you're your own guy now. You're an endless honeymoon yeah. podcast fan. There's no way you're going to heaven. And it's the more not possible. You, and the more you stick up for yourself, the more your wife will want to fuck you. Oh, that's true too. 
I think that's true too. There we go. So I think you <laughs> going into this, like getting ready for battle is not the angle. You going into this with a generous spirit, getting ready to let your parents know who you really are. That's the angle. Don't Being very go- gentle about it. And your and their reaction this is my, ooh, this here's some wisdom coming down the pipe. Their reaction, their disappointment, their heartbreak. That's not your business. You're not responsible for their uh, relationship with uh, codependency and faith. And and in terms of um, success rate for a conversation, Moshe, do you suggest, definitely not text, do you suggest phone call? Do you suggest in person? Do you suggest... Um, because sometimes I like phone calls because you can have all your points written down mm, and you nice. can like remember to make sure you tell her about the Christmas thing and like make sure that you've like, because t- it's going to be like a big conversation. And it, unless you live in the same city and you see each other all the time and a phone call will be weird. But if a phone call is like a common way of connecting, I think that's good because you can really kind of like focus and I think the make whole, all your points. I think the whole angle is mom, dad, I love you so much. And I feel like I haven't been being honest with you. I know church is important to you, and I love church. I love the church, but but I'm not going right now. And and that's just what's true for me. I've been thinking about what you when you asked me last time. Yeah, you know, like you have a perfect reason to call them. You yep. know, and 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 I just want you to know who I am. I love you so much, and I never want this to get in the way of our relationship. But I also don't want to be dishonest to you. And I've almost been feeling like I'm supposed to make up that I'm going to church, but the truth is, I'm not. And I'm I'm feeling happy with my choice. I know that's not what you want from me, but it's what's true for me. And I, and I, so I, you know, I just want you to know me and, and I'll be there on, on Christmas and we can go to church together then. Yeah. I mean, my mom just brought it up to me literally like two days ago. She texted me out of the blue on a Sunday morning and was like, praying for you to find a good church family out there now that you're all settled in. Memorize what Moshe just told you. Say it to your mom on a phone conversation. Start the dialogue. Make your wife think you're really cool. And it's like, you're, you're too old. You're too old for this. Your you're, parents are being pushy. You know, they need to be like, you need to like, like they need a sh- little bit of a shot caller. Like this dog, Pablo, sometimes, you know, you just kind of have to like tap him. him a little bit. I mean, that's the truth. Natasha said it. You, you're thinking of this in terms of, and this is so hard not to, we have to get off the call, but we, this is so hard not to, because these are like, you know, this whole thing about your parents pushing your buttons because they sewed them on with religion. It's even deeper because it's like this, like it, it's this deep, code that they've instilled in you you're still thinking of this in terms of that you're doing something wrong and naughty by not going but you're going to reveal to them that you've actually been being naughty by not going but in reality in in real reality adult land they're doing something wrong by pushing their belief system on you even though they're kind and you love them i'm not saying they're bad people they're they're good people but in this interaction the person that's doing the incorrect thing is them is them not you you're do you're living your yeah. own life living a perfectly uh, good life with integrity and with and and with uh, forthrightness and they are doing something wrong by pushing their beliefs on you what if they were republicans or democrats or uh scientologists or what if they every week were like trying to push their belief on you that you shouldn't be vaccinated or should be vaccinated or whatever it is whatever you don't pushing your belief system on someone else is is a violation of the social code so they're the ones that are in the wrong and you just have to set them straight a little bit in a loving and compassionate way all right good luck honey hey and by the way uh garrett top it's it's a real idea (laughs) He was open to it. He's well, cool. He's got an open mind. Well, I was. I, I appreciate you guys taking this call. I was. I had. 
I surprised my wife with tickets to see you guys back in 2020, and the show got canceled oh, because no. of COVID, and it was devastating. Well, we, we, I did see Moshe in 2018, well, but. Well, we were devastated not to be able to see you. So we'll be back. Sorry, I have one more bit of advice really quickly is make sure to tell your parents first, start with all the amazing things that Christianity has done for you and how much integrity it has given you. And you're so happy that you were able to like have these values. What I mean, the positive things you can even say, and I'm not really, I don't believe in these things, you know, maybe, you know, I'm, I have, you know, friends who are gay and I don't believe that it's like, let them know where you stand if you want. No, or or at least- or at least generally speaking, say that it was like the positive. Think of the positive because it yeah, is positive. Sure. Moshe was saying the other day, Christians are great to a point. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, Chris, like having like people who have like Christian values, it can be a very positive thing it's until it gets too true. far. Until you start talking about me going to hell. But yeah, yeah. exactly. I think honestly, okay, again, we got to go. But I think Garrett, my last thought, I think your parents know already mm-hmm. that's why I they, they that's why they keep bothering they you with this yeah, yeah, yeah don't right. be a little bitch yeah. boy show your wife what's up <laughs> yeah. be yourself yeah yeah you gotta you gotta you gotta bulk up man up and you know what you know who wasn't afraid to tell the truth to the people even though they didn't want to hear it moses Jesus. christ himself that's right christ himself if he had been less confrontational well actually you wouldn't be having this problem right now but the point is <laughs> go in the uh, go in the ways of christ and tell tell the people the truth and, and and just be like like in John seven sixteen like do one last quote. <laughs> oh, I think my dad would catch that. He would, he would he he would call that out. He's like John seven sixteen. <laughs> he who lieth with a sheep, much as he lieth with a woman, should no, be. No, he went to Bible school. He would know a good one. All right. Well, good luck to you, Garrett. This isn't this isn't Thank easy. But this isn't easy, but it is growing up. Thank you very much. I All right. appreciate it. Okay. Bye bye. Love you too, Garrett. Bye bye. Bye, Garrett Top. Garrett Top. That's a hard one, man. These re- but you, but Jewish people, like they have a different. Re- Jewish people don't have to come out to their parents that they're not Jewish. They're like, okay, I'll just keep being Jewish. It's that's, easy. <laughs> that's not. That's not true. I mean, ultra. It's, cu- it's more cultural. Ultra orthodox. O- orthodox people. Uh, this, you know, this conversation happens. You know, I'm not. How many days a week? They have a term for it in Judaism. It's what? called being off the derech, off the path. You're not on the path anymore. But the truth is, like, once you're an adult, you're living for you. It's like this whole thing where I'm still living for my parents, even though I'm a grown up that's married. It's like that's for the birds. You gotta, you gotta just be yourself. You don't don't be disrespectful to their belief system, but they're being disrespectful to yours. But I'm just saying, you can you can be like a religious Jewish person and go to temple four times a year. Do you know how often you have to go to temple or go to church? Every single week. How there's, many weeks are there in a year? There's plenty of Christians that it's only like go to church four times a year. Seven times the amount. I'm just saying there's Christians out there that don't go to church. They're, come on. I mean, there's a lot of people. It's in, a big part of There's a lot of people in Garrett's position that are still believing Christians, but don't go to church anymore because they don't like it. And they're like, oh, no, I still believe in Jesus. That's why I asked him. Mid, it's all about that midnight mass. Promise them midnight mass. Not most. Do most Christian denominations do a midnight mass? Oh, That's maybe because I'm Catholic. Catholic. Yeah, Catholics. Well, are... whatever. He was talking about his mom in tears at their Christian ceremony for Christmas. Yeah. Whatever that was. Anyway, Garrett, good luck to you. And Garrett Top, <laughs> we'll come check it out. Uh, Natasha. Yeah. What if, just as a thought, we did another call? Hey, Tosh. Yeah, Mosh. You know, the other day we had a dinner party for our Patreon members. That was so beautiful. And do you know what pots and pans we used to cook with? 
Caraway. Caraway. They are so sharp looking. They look amazing and nothing sticks. Nothing sticks. I'm not even kidding. Nothing sticks. I'm not joking. Oh, and it's not toxic. Dude, the other day I cooked one dish in the caraway. I took some paper towels because I was in a rush. I wiped the caraway pot down. I don't recommend it because it was a little hot. It was clean. And I cooked the next dish. They Nothing six of these things. And they look so cool. La Crusade better watch themselves. La Crusade, nuh-uh, no way. I'm all about the caraway. Caraway Homes non-toxic kitchenwares are all designed for the modern home and feature a chemical-free ceramic coating. So food can be prepared with peace of mind that no hard-to-pronounce compounds will leach into your healthy ingredients. They've got this cookware set, which is a modern chemical-free iteration of the traditional 16-piece set. But you don't need 16 pieces. They've boiled it down to the four essentials. A fry pan, saute pan, saucepan, and a Dutch oven. And that's good enough for like a family of four. Uh, it's so awesome. And they really are cool looking. They've got a number of different really, really sharp looking colors. You can match it to your kitchen. It's really cool. We cook with them every night and we totally love them. No cap. Visit carawayhome.com slash honeymoon to take advantage of this limited time offer for 10% off your next purchase. This deal is exclusive for our listeners. So visit carawayhome.com slash honeymoon or use code honeymoon at checkout. Caraway, non-toxic cookware made modern. Hey, Tosh. Yeah, Mosh. You know what I hate? What? I hate when I have something wrong with me and I know what's wrong with me and I go to the doctor and I say what's wrong with me and they go, great. Thank you for paying your copay. I can now refer you to a doctor who can actually help you. And I'm like, I could have made that appointment myself with yeah, ZocDoc. Exactly. I love ZocDoc. I've used it. I've used it in different ways. I've used it to make in-person appointments with the best doctors closest to my house at the time I wanted it. I've all specialists. And I've also used uh, actual Zoom calls for doctor's appointments. You can get a prescription that way. It's awesome. ZocDoc is a free app that shows you doctors who are patient-reviewed, take your insurance, and are available when you need them. On ZocDoc, you can find every specialist under the sun, whether you're trying to straighten your teeth, fix an achy back, get your moles checked out, or anything else, ZocDoc has you covered. And the best thing is, you're not going to get referred because you referred yourself. Go to ZocDoc.com honeymoon and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then start your search for a top-rated doctor today many available within 24 hours you can even read the reviews zocdoc is awesome that's z-o-c-d-o-c.com slash honeymoon zocdoc.com slash honeymoon i feel like i'm um in that sitcom fraser well it is kind of like that isn't it and you're that like li- british lady i'm no i'm fraser honey you're oh, the british lady i'm the british no lady. you're the you're fraser's dad you're fraser's dad's dog no that's pablo for sure I'll be Frazier's dad because I'm kind of like I tell it how it is and I kind of have a bad attitude. Now and that stuff. now that's one that people should watch. That's a fun watch. Oh yeah, if you're out there, guys, we we that's suggest like a Prozac for me. We suggest the show Frazier. <laughs> so just that's a hot <laughs> drop from the Endless Honeymoon Pod. No, it's like it's. I'm just saying if you're like oh, into as opposed to binging, cringe moist. No, as opposed to Friends. Mm. Frazier's a like a little more like. Frazier's great. Fun, I think. Remember when we, we saw, um, we saw, what's his name? Niles' name? David? Hyde Pierce. Hyde Pierce. We saw him on Broadway once. In right. A, in a, what was it? Was it a David Ives play? Oh, I thought it was Cabaret. I don't remember. He was a fantastic actor. Uh, May he rest in peace. You heard he died, right? He didn't die. He died today. Moshe. He did. You're going to get sued. By who? The Pierce Foundation? <laughs> All right, let's pl- make another call. <laughs> 
Okay, we're going to call Georgia in Berlin. I've never been there. Oh, it's the best. My friend just got COVID there and had to be there for like 10 days like and you know had to cancel all of her jobs. Hello. But she said it was amazing and I want to go and what a gift to be able to like get to see it all. Hey, how's it going? Berlin, huh? This looks like the dressing room in Cabaret. Speaking of Cabaret. Hi, Natasha. Hi, Moshe. Hi. How are you? Oh, you're sounding Hi. American. What's up with all your potions? My daughter would have so much fun. Or is that alcohol? That's alcohol. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, you sound American. How disappointing. We wanted a real German. Oh, uh, I also, I can speak German. Oh, yeah, but we want you to be German. We want you to have second oh. thoughts about being on this call with a Jewish host. That's kind of what... Hello, Natasha. Oh, <laughs> I'm going to broadcast this to your neighbors and they're going to come over banging on your door like you disrespectful American. What's up? What, why do you live in Berlin? Um, well, I, I grew up in Dusseldorf and I studied in Berlin. So I, I've been here for 10 years. You have years. such a strong Dusseldorfian vibe. I was going to guess know. that. You, you reek of Dusseldorf. I have to be honest. Are your parents yeah, like teachers accent. or something? Yeah, my mom's from California and my dad, uh, he brought her to the exotic land of I got, Dusseldorf. I got to say, Germany is, Berlin is the, the coolest, maybe the coolest city I've ever been to. Cool. I mean, it was so cool in Berlin that I was disappointed as a Jew that I didn't hate it more. I was like, I'm supposed to not like this, but these people are so fine and so friendly and so cool. I just want to move here. So I get it. I get it. I get your community. Yeah, although I'm kind of thinking of going back to Dusseldorf, actually. You should get back to Dusseldorf. I think I that's know. a great call. <laughs> so what's going on? too strong. Um, okay, well, I'm calling about my my boyfriend. Um, it's actually his birthday today. And it's kind of ironic that I'm calling to complain about him. But um, yeah, he's um, kind of a, an intense gamer. Mm. And um, yeah, like it's it's gotten like especially intense over the pandemic and um yeah just his discord personality is kind of what throws me off because in in real life he's like the sweetest unicorn of a boyfriend but then in game world when i come in to say goodnight or like when there's any interaction with me while he's gaming it's kind of like interacting with a robot like okay 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 how, how many hours a day um, I guess from like 11 p.m. until around four in the morning sometimes. Oh, what's he like in the day? Is it affecting his daytime personality? It's five hours a day. I don't think so. No, it's just um, kind of off-putting for me sometimes. Um, I guess like the case why also I wrote you guys is like last week uh, there was a, a Discord meeting, I guess, because he's in a band. The lead singer was having like a an event uh, like we're in, unveiling this music video and it's on discord and like pop on and we'll watch it together and then mingle afterwards. So I joined in. Is this, then, is this in real life or is no, this? It's, a, it's not. Okay. It's, it's yeah, it's on that platform. Okay. So it's all virtual. And then towards the end, I was like just this invisible avatar in that meeting. But one of the band guys was like, Oh, I see there's a Georgia there. Dave, is that your girlfriend? Oh, Oh yeah. <laughs> And just those like kind of. Oh, he has know, a bad. He has. This is a. Okay. I think I figured it out. <laughs> he has a bad virtual personality. Yeah. He has a bad yes. virtual personality. But honestly, 
that is it is funny Wait, is that a thing now it's a sign of the times oh my it's God. just real it's like people i know have a terrible personality on the internet and a good personality in person and you're lucky it's just discord because the people i know <laughs> they're mostly comedians and so they they don't just go to the to the website and have the bad personality they post their bad personality and i'm looking at their posts i'm going why are you so cringy and braggy and awful and 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 strident and annoying when i've hung out with you and you're like a regular cool guy i don't get it so i my feeling i have a strong feeling about this one what game does he play by the way just out of curiosity oh god um uh what's it called that one mm, it's like they're in a magical everquest uh, no it's where they have those tournaments those huge tournaments for like millions of dollars i forgot what's I, oh, it called gosh, um right. World of Warcraft? He plays that too. I, Are these I, mu- massive I, multiplayer online? Who cares what he plays? No, because yeah, this is significant. No, these, but, are, okay. these are significant because those are the kind of video games that you can slowly lose your life to. In reality, mm-hmm. my friend had a friend who... Oh, it's called Dota. Dota. I don't know about Dota, but my friend had a friend who was into, I think, World of Warcraft. The guy went to medical school. He was a doctor. And then he started playing World of Warcraft he stopped practicing medicine he just played video games all day for years his friends stopped being in communication with him he disappeared into his apartment years went by he finally came out of the game because he fell in love with a, a woman in the war in the realm and then realized that she wasn't a woman and so he got like upset he left he came back out he's like hey fellas and they were like oh my god you're back and he's like yeah that was something and then slowly it brought him back into the realm and he disappeared again they haven't seen him since i mean it's it's all about like how is it affecting your relationship what do you what do you want from your relationship what do you you're you're not going to change this about him he is always going to do it he maybe Mm -hmm. if you it's really important for him to start at midnight because you're i mean because you're asking if you different things is his does he have a bad virtual personality does he ignoring you online or is he is that feeling like he's ignoring you in life and what you some some needs not being met so you need to communicate and talk to him and you need more of his attention and i don't know what time do you go to bed a lot earlier like usually around 11 this is great so he's he's starting his addiction when you go to bed, so what's the problem? You just need to really think about what you want from him. It, this is yeah, and I, ask for it. This is simple. and make him give it to you what or is, leave him. What is the answer to Natasha's question? How much of this uh, Discord personality? This man actually literally is discordant uh, between his personality online and his personality in person. How much of it spills over into your actual relationship? Your waking hours? Not at all. I'm Not at just all. wondering if I should even make it an issue if i should join i think (laughs) i should join game world this is very simple think of discord think of whatever game this is as his um his surfing or his gym let it Mm -hmm. be his thing stop looking in because anything judging it anything you're going to see is ugly what he's got going on there is ugly whatever for whatever reason when he gets in there is nasty pay close attention to whether or not it becomes bad in your relationship but until then mm-hmm. go ask him say i would love it if we could say good night before you log on i think that would be nice you just need like a little tiny something that would be really good mm-hmm. you know and i think like 
letting them go surfing, letting them do their thing. Like it's better than them, you know, going and cheating on you somewhere, you know, but if a different question is if you didn't like how he, if you really didn't like how he treated you in that, because if virtual reality is reality to him, he's mistreating her in public, in virtual public. So, you know, that maybe if he, if it happens again, you can say like, you know, I'd really appreciate it and, and say it, you know, over coffee in the morning and like have it prepared and but be don't, like, don't, don't, mm-hmm. don't do the, I'm sorry, I cut you off. Yeah. Just like let him know it made you feel a little less than, and you know, maybe like mm-hmm. introduce me to your friends. You know, I want, I want to be there t- too, you know, cause maybe you do have a little bit of an attraction to gaming. Maybe play with him once a week. No. Tell him mm-hmm. you want to start playing with no. him once a week. Maybe. I, I don't think so. It's too addictive. No. What I think is you. she's have, into it. She's like, kind of like, do you want to play Donda? <laughs> Not really. No, but I think you have a, uh, opportunity here. I mm-hmm. think the fact that he mistreated you in the discord gives you this gift that you didn't even know you had, which is an ability to tell him without just, because if you went without him dissing you on that discord, then it would just be, oh, you're just being judgmental. Fuck you. But in fact, mm-hmm. you've got this crazy gift where you can sit him down and go, you know, the other day in the discord, you were just, you did this and that. It made me feel a little bit not good, a little disrespected. It made me realize, I think from now on, this is like, it's, he gave you a gift. From now on, I think Discord is going to be your world and our relationship will take place outside of it. So I'm Mm. not going to log on anymore. Mm. I'm not going to look in on you while you're playing anymore. Next time you have a virtual hang on Discord with your video game buddies, I mean, honestly, you should have known not to go to that in the first place. Uh, I'm going to pass and I'm just going to make that your thing. And will you, can we do a thing where we say goodnight before you log on? Come say goodnight to me. And in I'll, the real world, honey. In the real world. And then try to seduce him sometimes. Yeah. I, I, and, just, and then cut a line between Discord and your rest of your life. Don't look at him while he plays. Don't go into Discord. Just don't look. And it's let his him thing. see that it's cooler mm-hmm. on the other side. Babe. Yeah. I just wonder sometimes if, like, if it were Discord world versus real world it's just like those moments kind of make me insecure why why it's it's been nine years i don't know why why? that's that's just i mean that could be anything that could be his hobby that could be his that could be his work it could be anything she feels like it's increasing and he's doing sex stuff that's that's something else no no that's why we're asking you is it affecting your relationship if you're being honest with us and saying it's not then this just sounds like insecurity Oh, what if he chose Discord over me? But that's a false dichotomy. <laughs> I said yeah. dichotomy for the third time in the podcast. I'm going to go kill myself. But the point is that's that's fake. He isn't choosing Discord instead of you. He's choosing Discord and you. That's the life he wants, right? He wants Donda mm-hmm. or whatever, or or my 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 d- twisted dark beautiful fantasy or whatever it is, whatever Kanye <laughs> album he plays. Uh, when you go to bed, it actually sounds like he's choosing to do it around when you go to bed. So he wants the life that he, the life he wants is his beautiful girlfriend, a Dusseldorfian, a Dusseldorfian dream, uh, schnitzel in the morning, uh, you know, uh, and then pretzels at night and then discord, uh, until four o'clock in the morning. Now, if you can live with that, you have the opportunity to draw a line between real life and his virtual life and just don't look. That's what I think. And draw your mm-hmm. line with a little bit of romance added to it because you can never go wrong adding like a little bit of a romantic thing. You know, it's only going to make your relationship better, which is saying goodnight. And like, can we always like have like, 
you know, give me a good night kiss or something. And I how, don't know. How about you get Fridays or Saturdays for date night? Maybe he doesn't log on during one night a week. I like and that. And you guys get to go hang out mm-hmm. or, or, you know, I mean, that's the other thing is, do you go out at night or does he just say, no, I'm going to stay in and play Dungle Dut or whatever it is? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dingleberry. Uh, well, we don't go out often. We don't go out that often anymore, but we do try and make time for each other. I think you need to just, start planning. I'm an insecure person. You need to start plan. Well, first of all, I think you should start going to a therapist too. Cause I think like talking about all of this, like, you know, just like really, what do you want from life? What, what, what would make you mm-hmm. happy? What, what is fulfilling to you? What direction do you see your life? And just like being very indulgent in that way, if you can afford it, because I think that would Isn't really it free? help. Isn't it free in Germany? <laughs> don't they just let you do anything in Germany? It is. I have a therapist. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, just start. So that's great that you have a therapist. So start like bringing they invented this, it, right? Bringing this stuff up. Like, I think that, um, you know, I, I just, I, I just think that. I, I have a thought. Yeah. I'm wondering if you're not being totally honest with us and that you are feeling a little bit neglected by the amount he plays video game. Do you feel neglected in your relationship at all or do you feel like it's a you have a healthy amount of time with him and then he's got this other thing that he does Uh, i guess with the pandemic and with us living together it's kind of it's gotten hard to kind of carve out time that's just for us because we're together all the time and it's like i want it to still feel special i guess so I guess date night really does have to be like a conscious effort and, and that, that's you know, lacking right now. It kind of seems like he's not going to plan it. And I mean, maybe mm-hmm. I'm, maybe people would disagree with this, but I would just like, if I, I always think of f- things that would be fun. Like I do a lot of the planning in our relationship and I just think mm-hmm. that, you know, plan something fun, get out, get out of the house, we- you know, like go somewhere yeah. you have to like, and, and commit to it. And I think that, that's why I like started even booking comedy shows. Like I just need to like get out of the house and like buy tickets Mm -hmm. to things because then you're committed to it and get him on board. And like once a week you want to do something, believe me, like that's more than enough for now. (laughs) I mean, even once a week is like a lot right now because we're so used to so much time at home that I, 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 Natasha and I, we went through, we are going through this. We spent two, three years together. You're blaming it on the video games, you right. know, but it's like, it's more of like a lack of it's connection. A sim- it's a symptom, not the disease. Mm-hmm. That's what I, I knew it. And I am really proud of myself for being so incisive and accusing you Thank of you. not being honest. I love that I did that. And I feel like I could move <laughs> to Germany you. and get some work as a therapist. But I, I think that Natasha and I are doing, dealing with the same thing. It's been two years. You feel like you're spending all this time with your partner because you are, but mm. a lot of it is just default mm. time where you're farting in your underwear and forgetting that you're supposed to be a romantic Doing couple. laundry, picking up dog pee, so, figuring out a schedule, you know, g- scrambling for dinner. You so know, recently, recently we've been making concerted efforts to make plans to do stuff. We found this, for example, in our neighborhood, there's this um, uh, little artsy movie theater and we're like looking at the schedule and going, okay, we should go to this because these are movies we would never just default to on Netflix. These are like weird, random art films. And so we go to them and it feels nice because it's in a nice location and it's a funky little theater. Like, And we did, we started doing that together and we're planning these events with each other so forget your insecurity and forget his discord the real problem is you want him to pay a little more attention give him discord that's his world but take your world back 
fight for your own space mm-hmm. get some more space back much like the 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 um the the access powers did in the early 30s when they felt that they were a little bit um uh, oh, limited by the amount of land that germany had they went back into the uh, into the uh, veil of settlement and they began to take over places like czechoslovakia and poland they wanted some space for themselves be like the nazis how many days between um the ken burns documentary about the holocaust dropping and you watching it oh Will there day be- of day of <laughs> absolute day of there's no question it's my discord <laughs> It's my Discord. It's my Donda. Holocaust documentaries are my uh, multi, multi, massive multiplayer online okay. role-playing game. Well, listen, we have to go because our kid, uh, the, the nanny has to leave. And you can you can schedule things and you don't even have a kid. So, you know, come on now. Will you do us a favor? Will you have that conversation? And will you keep in touch with us and tell us how it goes? I will, yeah. We want, a pe- we want a German pen pal. Yeah, I'll write you in German. I would love that. And then we'll go find a, a professor of German to translate it for us. Okay. Okay. Uh, auf Wiedersehen. Thank you, guys. Auf Wiedersehen. Auf Wiedersehen. Okay. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye. Bye. Liebe euch. Bye. Liebe euch to you. Liebe euch. And Natasha, I think we she have to She deserves more. I, no, I agree. And that's why I'm glad at the end. She can tell she's like, that guy's not enough for her, but she just needs to like follow her path a little bit more to like really attract like what? Well, the in, the inse- she mentioned that she was insecure. I, that's when I noticed, oh, the insecurity is also informing the way that she analyzes her relationship problems. Mm-hmm. She's deciding, oh, he's got this like slight weird thing with the video game and maybe I should play and, and he's perfect. It's like, no, he's, he's not perfect, obviously. Mm-hmm. Everybody has gotten into ruts in their relationship and they're in a rut. And she needs to either break out of the rut and get her fight for her space back or get out of the rutlationship. Exactly. I honestly feel like um, it's been really nice going on these little dates with you and stuff, too, because it changes the rhythm of our relationship. And so anyway, it's been nice going on these dates with you, too. And I'm going to go on a few dates uh, on my massive multiplayer online role playing game in reality, which is Black Rock City. I cannot wait. Burn voyage, everyone. Uh, if you want to call our secrets hotline, give us a call at 213-222-8608. Send us an email, endlesshoneymoonpod at gmail if you'd like to be on the podcast. Also, subscribe to our Patreon, patreon.com slash endlesshoneymoon. You can find us everywhere else. We're on YouTube, and we love you, and goodbye. And Natasha, yes, uh, I'll see you after I go home. I'll be home after I go home. I love you too. Auf Wiedersehen, and I love you. <laughs>